The God in My Bed, Chapter 3, Tomorrow Buddha sat on a couch in his cat form as Julie walked back and forth, speaking to the little black box that he had gotten to know as a phone. It had been his idea to go out with those women a couple nights ago, and it had brought him a lot of insight into the technology that is now in use in the human world. He had a general idea of things, especially when they were labeled, but it seemed that everyone he'd come across this time had been attached to their phones. They seemed to have a spiritual relationship with it, sometimes even seeing it as an extension of themselves. He had initially thought that it was a communication device, but it seemed to be an all-encompassing with finance, family, education, and even health. He wanted one for himself, but that would come in due time. He had also come to see the sorry state of coupling in this era. It was lackluster to say the least. He understood relationships have always had their good and their bad times, but it seemed that more and more people were not having good times. It's becoming more apparent that a lot of people were uncoupled or with a very limited commitment. Although he found it entertaining, he had long ago had his own time of fun. Yet something else bothered him. Although people now looked younger for longer, they seemed to work harder than he'd ever seen before. And that made him pity the woman in front of him chatting away, and he let her voice guide him to rest. Girl, you look nice lately. What you hiding over there? Millie asked as she rummaged through her own closet, trying to find the right outfit for tomorrow's apple picking girls' date. I got nine nine. I just been working and shit. <laughs> Julie said with a bit of a laugh. Oh, oh. I don't know about you. We were acting way calmer lately. Yeah, I did notice that too, actually. Be careful. Like my mama always says, men, see a happy woman, they come along and try to ruin it. She ain't never wrong, Millie said with an obvious shrug. Uh-huh, no thanks. I'm good now. And... Oh, oh. Julie stopped in the middle of her sentence, licking a baby's sleeping face, with its long black tail snuggled tightly entwined with its whiskers. She snapped some photos of him. Mill, I'm gonna send you the cutest pics in the world. Oh my god, he is so cute. I really love him. You really need to bring him over. I'll think about it. Anyways, he talks to meet with us tomorrow, right? Uh, Jacqueline says she might not go, so I don't know why it's love too much. Ooh, um, yeah, I don't know about that. Millie went silent for a moment, making Julie prepare herself for the verbal lashing that she was about to receive. Girl, if you get your sad, depression having dumb ass bitch wanna be self isolated, stuck at home all fucking day having ass out tomorrow, I'll go over there and I'm a bitch, shouting bitch. 
Damn, well, that wasn't necessary. Julie said, now thinking about what outfit she could scrummage out of her closet. Yeah, yeah, it's necessary. In fact, prepare yourself, because I'm be at the door tomorrow afternoon. And if I have to drag you out of bed, pee days and all, a fucking will. So you know what, bad bitch. Alright, alright, calm down. I said I'll be ready. It took Julie a little while, but she finally found the outfit she wanted. And with the approval of Millie, she was already set for tomorrow. Before the night was done, she lay in her bed, scrolling through her phone and reading her favorite apps, as Baby curled up by her leg, purring, as she gently stroked its little head. Its soft, fluffy ears pointed down, and his eyes were closed. She laughed at something she was reading, finding it to be completely unrealistic, before taking a look at Baby. Oh, baby, why is it that people believe that gorgeous fucking men just, like, fall out of the fucking sky into some people's laps? Like, that's so crazy. I mean, probably not any crazier than talking to you, like you understand, but you know what I mean, right? Baby pours again in her response. Exasperated, she placed her phone down on her bed, making sure that the charging wire was still connected. She shifted a little and grabbed him in her, to her arms. So his soft little belly faced up and a paw rested on her chest. So I'm like reading the story and this girl who works as a waitress and of course it's a hot sexy mafia man who just walks in there with a group of other hot sexy mafia men. But he's like the head soft mafia sexy man or whatever. And like of course first sight he likes her because of course he fucking would julie rambled on about the story as if retelling it to baby was gonna make it better and to baby's credit he nodded along the whole time until she fell asleep buddha just laid there with her limbs in his cat form not wanting to disturb her rest this was the first time she had taken him to bed with her and he couldn't remember how many times she'd laid him down on that little cat bed on the cold wooden floor. He wanted to savor this for as long as possible. He wondered if maybe she was jealous of these stories, as it hadn't been the first time he had caught her reading these little romance novels. And technically, he didn't have anyone he thought was a suitable companion for her. Lastly, it seemed the last man that she chose for herself was unfortunately beneath her. Yet in his heart, he knew it would be hard for him to accept just anyone into her life. He would make sure to protect her, not because she was his automatic beauty or any kind of savior. He just liked her. He wanted her because he liked the person he had gotten to know. The funny, dorky woman who would talk to cats. The one who got excited over small purchases that would appear on her doorstep almost weekly. The one that often burned her food and forgets her clothing lying around. She wasn't perfect. One could even say a destructive force with the amount of things she often broke. But that made her perfectly her. 
and he learned to enjoy the energy she brought. The slight naivety that gave her positive look on the world and the hopeless romantic that she seemed to be. That made him think about all the people he had gotten to know in his life and how he had noticed the pattern. Many girls were often forced out of childhood and straight into adulthood, leaving happiness behind. But now it seemed to be that women could maintain some of that childhood. It wasn't all, but it was more than he had seen before. Perhaps in these later marriages, perhaps in these magical phones. And yet he shrugged, before twisting his little body to slither away from her. He had left her behind and morphed back into his godly form, not sure what he was going to do, but the night was calling to out to him, and he was ready to accept its call. He dressed himself and then headed out into the streets. He walked around for a little while before coming across a phone store. He had to remain cool and confident as he walked in, pretending he knew everything about these so-called cell phones. It wasn't long before he was out with a new cell phone in hand. He put it in his pocket and began to walk around, coming across a building that strangely enough, it seemed to hold no life. And so without an owner, he welcomed himself inside. Buddha was delighted that he held so much space. Quite decadent in nature and yet completely abandoned, leaving the feeling of hollowness throughout the halls. He found himself going up the stairs to the third floor. Curiosity took over him and he picked a door with a beautiful teal coloring. It had one of those fun little locks that he'd seen with numbers instead of keys. He placed his hand over it, letting it heat the metal until the door opened. He waltzed inside as if he owned the place. The extensive floor-to-ceiling windows flooded the area with lights from the outside world. Buddha whistled as his eyes fell into the arrangement of furniture, meticulously chosen, feeling hollow, like a stage for someone, holding none of the joys of a little home. The kitchen boasted state-of-the-art stainless steel appliances, and it served as a center for culinary endeavors, yet so wasteful, so much space, and there was no one. Why were there so many of these apartments empty when he had walked by plenty of homeless? He wondered if Julie, who worked so hard, could ever afford such extravagance. He walked towards the balcony, looking at the world around him. He would use this place for now to hide his things and give her some space.